Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my immortal friend, Frank. How are you today? I'm doing, I'm doing well, uh, you know, typical day, protect the planet from, from harm until it turns into an egg and hatches a monster or the usual, you know, the usual, I never really thought about it as an actual egg before, you know, from this thing that we just watched mm. at some point in our past, yes. Frank, before we talk about Marvel's the Eternals, which is kind of a weird thing to yeah. say, Marvel's <laughs> the Eternals, hard to say, right? Um, the Eternals, before we talk about the, the newest entry into the MCU film canon, because by the time this episode comes out, i.e. like mere hours from now or whenever this episode is coming out, um, Hawkeye will also drop on yes. Disney+. Plus. So right. technically that would be the newest addition That's right. into the MCU. But um, what are you drinking today? Today I am drinking, uh, this is a, a rather relatively local beer to me um from in uh in york maine southern maine brewing company or so me brewing company um and this is their peanut butter whoopie pie uh Ooh, yeah that sounds good oh yeah uh it is it is fantastic it was peanut butter whoopie pie um it is a stout um and it is i'm looking for the abv but i don't uh I actually don't see it on here, but it's, it's excellent. I mean, it really, it's a, oh, a milk stout brewed with, uh, with natural flavors, 6.3%. Uh, percent. And, uh, oh. yeah, man, it is, is outstanding. I really, really enjoy it. I, I, a couple weeks ago, uh, stopped by their brewery and had a couple of beers and, uh, this one really stood out to me. And so I, I picked up a four pack of this one and it was, it was excellent. So highly recommend this one. I don't think they have much distribution, if any, I think it may only be stuff you can pick up at the, uh, at the brewery, although I could be wrong about that. Um, but if they do sometimes have distribution, that, it's pretty that's local. cool, though. Oh, when yeah, totally. Distribution like that's like they mean business. Like yes. Serious business. Mm-hmm, and by mm-hmm. serious business, I mean they barely mean any business at all because <laughs> they're not shipping it out <laughs> to anything. And they're not shipping it out where I can have some at all. But, you know, True. What, that's, yeah. and that's what that's really matters. Okay. Sometimes it does matter. Sometimes it doesn't. In this case, mm. it doesn't matter mm. one quinky mm. dink at all. Frank, I am drinking what is quite o- literally the opposite, or quite literally the opposite of a um, stout, and I am drinking an omission gluten-free ah. beer, keeping it light because our content is heavy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. And which yeah. which one is it? Which omission is it? <laughs> Uh, this is just the night. This is just the the golden lager. Nice. Um, you know, 
because deities are golden or, or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, of the, the golden like beams that they were shooting and stuff. You know, that's exactly the beams. Yeah, the beams. The are... beams. That, that was a very cool uh, aesthetic, actually. I actually really liked that that design of the the not really beams, but you know what I mean. The like the the gold. Uh, Filigree. Filigree, yes. Yeah, yeah the yeah. gold filigree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, let's just jump right into let's just jump right into talking about Marvel's The Eternals. You saw it at some point in your past. I saw it at some point in my past. Mm. And we're here to talk about it. Um uh let's start off with the costumes right away because that's you went right with the gold filigree, which is something that we don't get with. Um I rather dug the the uh, their celestial outfits yeah. um in in the in the story they were they didn't feel like superhero costumes they you know it wasn't like uh, they were distinctly not like the like these are tactile military outfits because we're you know from outer space like they they did feel slightly otherworldly and mm. I enjoyed that and I enjoyed that about them uh and they all had specific filigree designs on them yes. unique to each of their characters they did yeah uh, yeah I, I yeah i thought the not only not only their uh their their like uniforms like their matching costumes but but i just thought the wardrobe in the movie was really did a really good job of communicating a lot about each of the the characters um yep like that's not normally a thing I, I noticed, but because they all had sort of different backgrounds um, and and a different um, sort of home life, if you will, um, I, mm-hmm. I really noticed the way that they used that to um, to sort of telegraph like a little bit about each of these characters and what their 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 sort of regular lives were like. So it was cool. It was cool. I picked up on that. I noticed that. And enjoyed it. Um, what did you think about this movie overall? Um, I liked it better on, I like it better on reflection than I did kind of watching it. I think it was bad. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a different flavor outing for the MCU, which is per, for my taste, a good thing. Like, because while I've enjoyed all of the movies that have come out, you know, that I've watched recently, you know, Black Widow or Shang-Chi or any of these other ones, I'm like, they're all good. Um, and some of them I, I like Black Widow. I loved actually, mm-hmm. but they're all not the same, but they, they exist within the same um, Marvel formula back to formula. Um, and, <laughs> yes. so, um, and so I, right from the start of this movie there's an opening scroll and yeah. i was like oh all right we're getting we're getting big here like this is and um and i appreciated that about the film though i don't think it allowed me to truly connect with many of the characters and so while i enjoyed its mythological scope i don't have i didn't have an emotional connection to really anybody um, by the end of the film, like I truly don't care if I see most of them again. Um, mm. and that isn't, I think like I, I get told the story that it told and I said, that's fine, but like, okay, that's fine. Like sure. Ajax, whatever, Athena, she was cool, but that was about it. You know, Cersei or Icarus or Kingo or Sprite or Fasos, they were like, they were all fine. Um, I think they were like good in the moment, but not truly um, take home characters. What did you think? I, this is like not your thing. It's not my right? thing. It's not my thing. Um, it was. I kind of suspected it, it might not be my thing, just based on what what little I know about these characters going in. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't love it. It wasn't my favorite. Um, I still think it had more going for it than so, like. I still think Thor: The Dark World is my least favorite movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I right. still think that's yeah, at the bottom Iron of my Man list. Three, Iron Man oh, yeah, Three, Iron is Man still Three, the bottom, too. Yeah, yeah. it's still the bottom of the list for me. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man Three as well. Um, but um, I, I, you know, that that aside, it, it was definitely ranks at the at the bottom of the, of the Marvel films for me. Um, uh, I, I, there were some, it was very conflicting because I, I didn't realize that I didn't like it until, until maybe three quarters of the way through halfway through. I was like, I kind of think I don't want to enjoy this movie. Wow. That's really funny because I actually found that I did like it about the same time. Like I flipped mm. on it where I was really lukewarm on most of it. And then I, oh no, I, I'll, I'll go back. I was really Luke before the Tauntaun. And okay. in this, and then I was lukewarm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like entered the Tauntaun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this wow. Movie. You just took me on a journey. I did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's what you come for with beer with that's geek. Allusions to other geeky material. Yeah, wow. Okay. Anybody wants to give me that Tauntaun sleeping bag for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dang. that's great. Um, yeah. Um, so tell me. So what? What turned you away from the film? What? What made you say, you know, this actually isn't for me? I, I tried, but no. Um, you know what? It, what it more was? I think was I was. Um, it's not what turned me away. It's more. Uh, what? Uh, what? What had me hooked from the start, which was the cast. Like they were. Mm-hmm actually very compelling very captivating Gemma Chan was fantastic and and really um I really really was like rooting for her from the start like she was just a very very um I thought she was like a a captivating performer um Mm -hmm. I I thought uh the same um uh, Kumail like Kumail Nanjani like he's definitely one of the the standouts yeah and and like it's kind of a bummer that he wasn't in a Marvel movie I enjoyed more. Like if he was going to be in the MCU, I, I wish it was a movie I enjoyed more. But he was one of the highlights of the movie, and he was obviously the the you know the comedic um, the comic relief uh, mm-hmm. for throughout a lot of it. But uh, but like he just every scene he was in, he stole. I felt like so, uh, and I, I'm obviously you and I are both big fans of his. Um, yeah, going into it, so uh, I was excited to see him in it and. And I felt I felt like he wasn't in it very much, and then and then all then suddenly he was he was he was there. He was in it a lot. Yeah, and then yeah. he was in he was in it a lot. And I was like, okay, good. Phew. Um, but uh, but I did I did sort of feel like he got that buff for that. <laughs> like he didn't really. He could have just been. He could have just a been regular himself, sized. like regular. Yeah, I com- totally. Uh, but, I but, completely agree. Though he has to look. They're all buff in their own yeah, way, or yeah. at least toned, and obviously they're you know. Uh, spoilers for the Eternals, I think, from here on out. So, like, they're five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler: they are um, eternal, not human, right? They're eternal. They're basically robots, um, and so like you wouldn't create like yeah, true, yeah. They're they're idealized robot, yeah. They're idealized, you know, um, human humanoid forms, right? So. That's how they all look like the most attractive people on Earth. Because, Idealized human forms. Because yeah, they were designed. By an intelligent creator. Right. So, known as a celestial in this case. And, um, yeah, I can... Um, so, so the cast 
was what hooked you. And then you reached a point where you're like, they're not, it's not enough to keep me yeah, going. Yeah, I the, well, the plot was the problem. Like at a certain point, it, it stopped making sense. Um, there, there were. See, a lot I of... think it makes. Per- I thought it made perfect sense. Like the plot. Like I got the plot. Like I, mean, that, it I makes, didn't think it was overly uh, complicated. N- not that no, not that it was complicated. Just that it, a lot okay. of things seemed sort of implausible, or or there were things that like so. Camillus goes away. Like he just goes away for the last act, even though the whole thing is that they need to be all together because that's how what makes it work. But except for him, because reasons. Like that, that was, that was sure. just sort of like, mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing is that they all have to be together. That's why Icarus has to be part of it. Like they all have to be part of it. They all have to be there, but except for, except for, uh, he decides to leave. So it's fine. Like that just didn't, didn't really, um, you know, hold together, uh, for me super sure. well. Th- things like that were the things that sort of, uh, the, the, the twist of like Icarus is, is, uh, on the side of the Celestials, uh, was interesting um that wasn't like confusing evil superman or no evil superman yeah i mean he's evil superman yeah 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 that's Except what he's he not really ever superman like he's like he flies and he's strong and he has beams from his eyes but that's that's more the power stereotype but he right. himself is not a superman no character. i mean his character no he doesn't have the same personality no but but no, uh, no but that's the really. shorthand that they're giving us right like it's the correct same. um just side you know sidebar superman and batman exist in this universe yes i love i love that well, actually i saw chloe um chloe Zhao do a little interview about that where um she said it was the whole object of the film is the myth like and you know like the you know like what creates a myth and you know blah blah and i want to get into that later but like it's important she thought it was important that regular people have still like in the modern day in the story have modern myth sure um even with superheroes running around which are um marvel like they're more tangible people with faults and failings and all that stuff so to to do superman and batman and stuff like that in here is like what gives them that um you know, it still gives the modern myth, the evolution of the myth as we see from the some points of the movie to the modern day which i thought was pretty cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um um, so going off of that, what I think ended up attracting me to the movie is what I just talked about, where I was like, I was pretty, honestly, I was pretty bored, like through a good chunk of the film. Okay. And I was not a, like maybe about half and I said, I'm just not into any of this. And then I was like, all right, use your English teacher brain, ah. go past Marvel. What does it do? What is the movie trying to do? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. It's talking about mythology and like the the uh, evolution of and it's about the evolution of people from uh, from hunter gatherers to shepherds or like the pasteurization of people, you know, people in the pasture to urban dwellers. Right. And then and the tracking and the necessity of myths in uh so, so okay, so this is so I was literally just finished teaching Gilgamesh okay. to to school uh, to kids, and and then I go see this movie, and there's a character named Gilgamesh, and they're talking about Gilgamesh and Enkidu, and it's Syria and Babylon and Hundred Dwells, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I literally was just talking about this. this is, <laughs> so it's like so it's like in my brain, like watching this movie. So like I think that's why I ended up liking it because. I was like, all right, 
like use what I was just talking about myself, the importance of myths. And like Joseph Campbell talks about why people like what the purpose of mythology originally was. And it's to not explain like why lightning exists, you know, the way people think it is, but it's to give people, he said, people are not looking for the meaning of life. They're looking for uh, an experience of life they've not had. And that's really what myths are for. And you boil that down to really what stories are for, to give people an experience of life they don't have because people focus on what he calls the outer life, which is your daily tasks. Like, you know, like I I get up, I go to work, I, you know, I eat my lunch, I come home, I, you know, all the, my commute or maybe not commute from, you know, your office to your living room, whatever you're doing these days. Um, but the inner life is what people are really seeking, mm. right? You know, like how do I connect with people um, or not connect with people? Uh, what are what are um, innate natural values and how are those represented within within those interactions and stuff like that? And that's really what the movie is talking about. But it's using the Eternals to say, like, this is how humanity actually got there mm. um, through that stuff. Like, and no, they did not interfere. Their whole thing is... Um, fighting the deviants, and I just loved that the deviants kind of look like dinosaurs, and then they kind of look like dragons, and then they kind of look like this mythological beast, and this one, and this one, and this one, and so all of a sudden, like, you see a dragon in China, or you see one in Scotland, and you're like, that's where pe- the idea of these dragons come from, right? There's that, like, fun little throwaway line where they're like, oh, is that the ebony blade? Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh, Arthur yeah. always did like you. Like, yes, that's yes. great. They're just woven into with their golden filigree woven into the um, myths of the world. And they are like those myths are really the monomyth. What Joseph Campbell's talking about, like one myth. We're telling one story over and over again. And they're and Marvel is like literally saying because of the Eternals, we are telling one story over and over again mm. within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I just thought that was very cool and once i figured out what that was what she the story she was telling because of that i sat back and enjoyed the ride way more mm. because it was so important that these characters are myths they are literally walking myth like mythological mythological beings and the whole point of their journey is not to save the world which you know like the outer the outer story but the inner story is how do i demythalize myself demythologize myself how do i act like what does it mean to actually be of the things that i am that i am supposed to protect right they become more human through the course of their journey together and to be more human really just means more choice Mm -hmm. choice for self what am i looking which is why it's important that some characters die Right. Because that is because facing mortality is an important part of the human experience. Going back all the way to the first myth, Gilgamesh facing mortality and Kudu dies. Gilgamesh has is forced to confront his own mortality. And then and then uh, Gilgamesh also seeks immortality in the story. So it's great that there's a character named Gilgamesh who is immortal. Sure. And like blah, blah, blah. Well, sort of. Spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. And yeah. And no, so so it's facing mortality, and that's why some it's so important that like Sprite chooses to give up the eternal life. You know, she opts for humanity instead because immortality is a curse for her. And others like go to free each other from like the kind of like the the 
caste to which they have found themselves because of the Celestials. I enjoyed all of that. That stuff was great to me because I I finally yeah. kind of put it together. But I like stories like that. That is really interesting to me. That is pretty academic for the Marvel Universe. It, it is. It's also not all of that was in the movie. Like some of that was no, stuff you were able to bring to it. Well, I uh, yes and no. If it's all in the movie, then I'm not interested. So because right. you've literally explained that's like people being like, well, I don't even mean that they explained it, all that. Obviously, yeah. they didn't explain all that in the movie, but not all of that was even subtext of them. Like the, th- th- some of that you had to I, have prior knowledge. It wasn't um, presented in the movie. I don't even mean explained, just, but just like some of that wasn't there. Expound on that. Why? Like what wasn't? Like so, what's the what's the line so like between the, the, it, like being there and not being there? Well, knowing knowing the actual story of Gilgamesh, right? Like to actually sure. know to to bring that, like to be like, oh, I see what they're doing there. Like that wasn't something that was present in the movie. It's not like there was exposition at the beginning of the movie where they're like talking about like the same way we all know we all know the story of Icarus, right? So when he went to the sure. into the sun at the end of the movie, it was like, oh, I see what they're doing there. Look, like there's, yep. it, but that's that's culturally much more well known than like the story of of gilgamesh i don't know if that's a fault of the movie of more of that it might be a fault of Hmm. the american education i wasn't saying it was a fault i was just saying that you you had an added layer of of enjoyment from things like that because you had that knowledge i think that's all that is part that makes sense and I, i can get behind that and i think that's kind of part and parcel for all marvel movies like because like they'll like any illusion they make to anything within a comic book the comic fan enjoys the material yeah. more yeah yeah um and sometimes like i kind of put this on part like i think i texted you about this but we haven't talked about this on the show yeah. so um so i was going through the importance of being earnest with another class right and so and i definitely talked about you off air and there's like mm-hmm. in spider-man 2 yeah there's no wait. Did I talk about this on the air? I can't even remember. I don't now. remember if it was on um, air or not. So I'm going to repeat it anyway. So in the importance of being, so in Spider-Man Two, Mary Jane is in the importance of being earnest by Oscar Wilde, and Peter is struggling with his dual identity. That's the whole point of the movie that he is Peter Parker and Spider-Man, and can't make both work. And so he like finally ditches Spider-Man one identity, and he goes to see Mary Jane in the importance of being earnest, which is a play all about dual identities and the importance of being earnest, the importance of being truthful and like it, like literally combining your identities together to create one whole being. Mm-hmm. That's the that's what the importance of being earnest is. So like the allusion and the subtext to like Mary Jane being in that show applies directly to Peter Parker. Like it's such a perfectly like placed play within the movie it's so magical which makes spider-man 2 one of if he's not best comic book movies ever yeah um and uh and like you don't get that if you've never seen the importance of being earnest right like if you don't know the like that's that's for those who know and i think that's the same with gilgamesh here it's for those who know sure um so what I'm what I felt like was that while the things it, the movie this movie does a, a fantastic job with things like that, um, with with um, things that if you know if you know it adds to it adds to your enjoyment of the movie, but if you don't know, it doesn't take away from your enjoyment of the movie. Um, 
right? Like, like you can yeah, you can it, still enjoy well, the movie without knowing. Uh, yes, I think things. you can, yeah. but I I don't think the movie's great without knowing that, and that well, was kind of my point. Where like figuring, I only figured it out halfway through. That's and okay. then I enjoyed the movie. We're circling the drain on saying the same thing then, because yeah, just from <laughs> just from opposite from ends opposite of the, ends of the, exactly exactly yeah. because like it it does a lot of those things, but if you do too many of those things, eventually you do start to the Jenga tower starts to fall down, right? Uh, like if, if there's too many things that that you needed to have outside knowledge or understanding of to to appreciate. The, it's not structurally sound anymore. And I feel like that's that's a lot of what I, happened here. I would actually disagree on that. Not that it's not structurally sound, but it's maybe not the right audience yeah. for the story. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Like, like, listen, I don't go to a Marvel movie to think. Like, you just... Okay, 20 yeah. some odd movies... Tw- like, I'm sorry. Like, they're they're not difficult to figure out. Like, they they are designed for children to watch and enjoy them, right? And, like, you can get extra things if you're an adult, but they're not complicated movies. They are, mm-hmm. like, they are a sixth-grade reading level, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. at best. And, like, and we can read into them all we want, but it's because it lays it out in front of you. This is the first time that, like, they've made a film where it's really not laid out in front of you. Mm. And 20-some-odd movies later... That's not what people are expecting. And so I applaud them for going outside the formula, you know, for not necessarily the plot formula, but the the thematic formula. Uh-huh. And but like a wrong audience, just like wrong, wrong sure. group. Sure. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I can see that. I think that's um, I do think that's that's a, a big part of it. I, I still, I do feel like there were, um, there were some, it, it tries to answer or it, it, it acts like it's trying to answer big cosmic questions about what does it mean? What does it mean to be human? Right. Is on, on the, on the level of, for the Eternals, right. Of like Mm -hmm. them, them trying to fit in, uh, what, what does it mean to have, you know, freedom, uh, free will, um, like on this co- literally cosmic level um, of of like, does does uh, is it fair for all of humanity to or all of the you know galaxy to exist uh, in service of we need to get we need to get to critical mass so that a new being can be born and everyone gets sacrificed for the that is a big cosmic thing to tackle, um, and from that very basic thing of what does it mean to be human to that big cosmic uh, uh, quandary? Um, I, the movie doesn't have a, a, a super clear through line between those things. It kind of meanders a bit in trying to, yep. to do the world building that you need to do to be able to tell that mm-hmm. story. And and it's I'm not saying it's easy to balance those things. I don't I think they were you're dealt a very a, a difficult hand to balance those those things of doing enough exposition so that to where it makes sense. And then also play with the implications of those of those very big questions um it's difficult to do that and i i don't know that they did the best job of it right and it's and i mean on top of those thematic questions it's also about um the needs of the many right yep, yep and the yep. needs of the few right because absolutely like, do you kill uh like a uh the, do you kill this being to um 
like to, to save these people to potentially destroy others and like you know like are you like putting the horse before the wagon and like all these different sure. things that they try to answer and obviously there's no like it's all about saving the day at the end of the at you know at the end of you know all those questions it's always about saving whatever you can in front of you first and so and that's um and that's what they opt to do um which then causes bigger potentially bigger problems uh later i've i've seen some things where like you know cuz the that celestial talks about um talk about okay i'm gonna make my judgment and i'll be back yes i'm like and someone was like is your judgment galactus like is that mm. like what you're leading to like because galactus is a like a cosmic being yeah, you know yeah. so like do you like you screwed up so i'm gonna send the planet eater over here now i'm like that would be cool yes I'd be down for that that'd be cool um i think part of the issue is that um eternals has a lot of explaining to do yeah. Um, it's a it's a new concept, lots of new characters. Like I I'm not t- like we're not talking like two or three Eternals here. Like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten like characters that are supposed to be important that we are getting introduced to at particular moments. And that does not count the extra characters. Like, yes. like we haven't even talked about the deviants gaining like sentience like yeah you know and so like we have bill skarsgård as crow crawl crow crawl uh, I, I, you're asking the wrong guy. crow i think it's pretty, pretty sure it's crow um but like you know like so you have these so you have the you have these conflicting uh, like stories where you have the eternals like basically also gaining sentience mm. like you know like you know in the idea of consciousness or or will and then you have deviants basically doing the same thing but from a more of a primordial stance like the fish coming out of the the ocean and then and then you have icarus trying to put it all back to the way it was before because that's the way it always was he's almost like that weird like conservative like you know like this is how i've always cut my lawn and i'll be damned if i get a new lawnmower like or whatever something more politicized than my version um but but, the uh, idea that yeah this is how we've always done it yeah yeah, and yeah. so, um, so like I, I liked all the big concepts, but it I just didn't. It was so big, I just didn't have much of an emotional connection to anybody. Yeah, and really, stories only really matter if you care about the characters in them. That's yeah. really first yeah. and foremost. Like, I don't care how big the story is, you have to care about what the characters are going through, and truthfully. The only character I really cared about was Dane Whitman. Yes. Uh, was Kit Harrington, and he wasn't in the movie nearly as much as I wanted to Funny. because he was the he was the most charismatic. He was in, intriguing, and you get a bit of his story through the whole thing. And I'm like, more of him by mm. the end. Like this whole movie to me was worth it because I would like to know more about Dane Whitman. Wow. Um. Yeah. That, that is a very strong reaction. I loved him. I wow. mean, I obviously like Kit Harrington from from yep. Game of Thrones, but yep. like, I, it was great to see him stretch a different kind of muscles. He's got a great com- sense of comedic timing. Um, and then we have um, Herschel's Ali Blade show up at the end with you know with just his voice, yep. and so I'm like, I would like to know more about all totally. of what is happening totally. here. Yes, because that's also very in my wheelhouse. You're like, okay, magic swords, like uh-huh. myths. 
like like tell me tell me more yes yeah, sure deep dark family histories like ancestry curses like what like magic so, like i'm there for all of that and so that's right um, up your and alley. also how does that yeah it is and also how does that relate to blade the vampire right Hunter? yeah like, that's what i want to know right like yeah like i want to know all of that so right. sure sure yeah so lots so, of lots of questions that you want answered um yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I liked Kit Harrington, but like, I did, I, I thought for me, it was it, Cersei was the was the character that I was most most interested in and and rooting for the, the whole I mean, way. I think that's who you were supposed to really. I root think so. For more yeah, than anybody. So she was kind of our lens character. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that worked. Um, I really enjoyed Angelina Jolie's Thena. Actually, yeah, I thought same. That yeah, she was not phoning it in. Like, she really cared. Like, in some ways, she was, like, caring more than some of the other people around her. Yeah. Like, she really went for a lot of it, and I, I enjoyed that. Um, Pretty much the the whole way through. I did think, truthfully, this this movie uses a lot of real locations. Yeah. And you can tell. It's not a lot of green screen. There's not a lot of volume um, in here. And I know that Chloe Zhao fought for... Real, like on location shooting she was very like no 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 it's gonna be real it has yes, to be yes um and so to to get the scope and the myth and the uh like you really have to be there and not pretend like you're there and i truly loved that and i appreciate that i knew that she said that man of steel was one of her templates mm. um for making this movie um now that i say that out loud can you see that in the film i have to think it through but i i think i think so I think yeah. so. I mean, it's. I don't think it's a one a one to one, but no, I can see influence. Not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the way that, the way some of it's shot um, in mm. the some of the color palette. Actually, there's um, the idea of like the myth and like you know the the grasp for humanity because that's yes. what that's what man of a lot of man of steel is about. Mm -hmm. You know the interplay between man and Superman. So. Um, yeah it was fun yeah I, I yeah i liked it intellectually but it's not a movie that i'd be like we'll can't wait to pop this on again yeah i um, don't know if i'll ever see it again <laughs> no that's no, fine that's fine soundtrack actually slaps though it's like really good um i it, i didn't notice while watching the movie yeah i listened to it afterward okay and i said oh no this is actually good mm. like and it gets lost in the shuffle of the film um, but there are a couple of songs like that kind of the end when they're all like linked together and yes. stuff. There's some pretty, there's a great nice, choral pieces, nice. but um, yes, yeah, it's, re it's really good. And it's um, uh, his name. I cannot remember. It's the guy who um, the game of Thrones, uh, Raman uh, oh, Dijwadi. That's right. Yeah. Yes, the game of Thrones guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, who's also uh, funnily enough, the Iron Man guy. He did the sound. He did the score to Iron Man. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and it's incredibly forgettable. But it I is. did not find that <laughs> but I did not find that to be the case here. Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it yeah. It was it was an okay movie. I thought a lot of the it I wanted to like it more than I did, but it was it was just it was fine. Um I it definitely felt like a jumping off point for a lot of, of a particular corner of the MCU. Um, so I think that's, um, in the long term, I think it will be sort of forgettable in an okay way, kind of in a sort of the dark world way where it's like, oh, but think about, look at all these things it's set up. Um, the movie itself was maybe just so, so, but it, it is more of a springboard, um, and kind of 
felt designed to be a springboard for totally um, a whole. A whole oh yeah, we didn't even things. talk about Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Yeah, we didn't talk about Harry Styles showing up as Star Fox, the brother of Thanos. Yeah, they're got, they're cutting deep into their cosmic characters now. Like seems that way. Um, and so, and I'm like, I have no emotional attachment to that character at all. Um, but Harry Styles was good in Dunkirk, so great. Sure, sure. That's that's as far as I got. Patton, although uh, Patton Oswalt was the yes. um, was Pip or whatever his name is, so uh, that was fun too. But it's just like, yeah, all right, <laughs> just miss Captain America. I know, you know? I do too. I know. It's kind of where I feel. That's kind of what I felt at the end of this, where I'm like, that's great, everyone. How lovely. I understand that you're mining the depths of like your Marvel characters to to introduce new characters, but there's a reason that sometimes these things are actually like not beloved, right? Even from the comics, because yeah, yeah, that's kind of like it's not tons to work with. Um, so like you tell like the story you need to tell, and then you're done. Like they're not engaging uh, the the way that other characters are. So whatever. So. Yeah, so truthfully, I think that after um, this movie, uh, I think Kevin Feige's going to look at everything and be like, the formula <laughs> Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, all right, how about we stop using Man of Steel as a template and go back to using Superman the movie as a template? How about- yeah, right. Yeah, we tried, the, we tried the other Superman, but we need to go back Chloe, to the first one, please. We tried it. We tried it your way. Let's go back to the demise. <laughs> no, I actually, I have nothing against Chloe Zhao. I, I think that she actually uh, did uh, some very interesting I think things, she, and I think she made the movie she wanted to make. Yeah. I think she made the movie she set out to make. Yes. And the movie they hired her for. Like, like yes, clearly. Yes, that's right. They Like, this was what she, I think, had intended along the way. And they, like, really trusted in that idea. And I just, um, I appreciate them trying to elevate the, the MCU to a different yeah. plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, I think it might be a little too late for that. And I think that's yeah, just. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe yeah. not. Maybe not in the movies like maybe that's something you can do as a prestige drama set in the mcu but i don't know if it works on the big screen necessarily where people kind of want the blockbuster uh Mm -hmm. to happen like an exploration of what it means to be human uh as a prestige drama could be incredible yeah if that's what you are i don't know i think that's where that audience is i feel like that heady you know, audience that would yeah. that would finally be interested in those um, philosophical questions. Yep, I agree. And this is barely heady. This is not like no. you know, like but but imagine how much they could. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. So I don't know, Frank. Tell tell people where they can find us and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so enthusiastic. Um, uh, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com. You can find us at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio for as little as a buck a month and know that you are uh, helping to keep make this show and keep help it happening. Those are not words that go together. And then you can uh, you can rate and review us anywhere that you're listening to this right now. Um, You can uh, subscribe, obviously, if you haven't already subscribed, if you're listening to this uh, on, on the Web or what have you. And you can contact us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com or at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. Twitter. Well said. Well said. Twitter. Yes, indeed, Frank. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that was fun. So until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.